Welcome, everybody. It's uh, Jim Evans. Today in trades, what are the trades right now? It is crazy. Um, everything from interest rates kicking us in the face, changing the way we're looking at business now. Many clients are going from super busy to, oh my gosh, we better prepare for the worst. Where you all are at today, you know, we hope that it can bring some value. Um, so over the next couple of weeks, we're going to start to, to talk about the shifting landscape. But today, I'm really excited. First of all, for the 10 or 11 of you that are watching us on YouTube, <laughs> check this out. We are in a room in round chairs, like a like like it's like it's pre-COVID again. And I we are great, live. Yeah, and I have a great guest with us too. So uh, other than the chair making me look fat and him look stronger, um, this is Eli from Employer Flexible. Um, and I'm really excited to dive in on what they do what they do for businesses like ours, especially, and how this is really now, I mean, more than ever, gonna impact us in labor. Labor is such a big topic. Yeah, um, it is. How we manage it, how we request it. So welcome, Eli, to our little podcast. We're excited to have you. Hey, not a little podcast at all. I'm glad to be here. Thank you guys for hosting me live here in Missoula. Yeah. You guys are lucky to call this spot home. Pretty fun to be here. It is, I'm glad to have you. Uh, Eli Hills from Billings, Montana, um, and we're excited to have him. So. Today, the topic is going to be, um, for those of you that watched our podcast last week on career plug, um, finding, recruiting, retaining, and getting great labor. Well, now what do we do with our labor? So we have all sorts of episodes on coaching, management, culture creating, labor pools. But the one thing we don't talk about very often is managing those people through our payroll through our employee handbooks, through best practices, through the changing laws, the labor laws. And a lot of you driving your van right now are like, doesn't really matter to me. doesn't matter because we, uh, you know, we've never gotten in trouble, but you know, um, more than ever, it's really crucial that you are crossing T's and dotting I's when it comes to your employment. And Employer spec uh, Flexible is a PEO, that's Professional Employment Organization. Yep. So yep. Today, Eli's going to talk to us about where he came from, what does a PEO do, um, and most importantly, I'm going to speak from some of my experience in, in the industry, how it can save your ass. So um, that's going to be the layout of this episode. So some of you can skip forward, some you can just listen in, and we're going to get going. So first of all, thank you to Big Clips for sponsoring this amazing podcast and giving me the time to be able to do this. This is really fun. So Eli, welcome. Let's start talking PEO. First yeah. of all, how the heck did you even get into this and why? Yeah, great question. So, and thank you guys again for having me. I love talking about the industry, but more importantly, I love talking about small business, small to medium sized business, because it's the backbone of our country. It's certainly the backbone of Montana. And so I grew up around small business owners. My folks have owned a women's retail store in Billings and they're celebrating their 26th year this year. And I remember the conversation around the dinner table when I was just a little guy, my, my dad and mom talking about, okay, hey, we've got $78 worth of grocery money that we're gonna throw at this thing to see if mom can create some more revenue for us five kids. And that was kind of how it was started. And since that inception of that company, and then how that took me into the PEO world, I've had the privilege of meeting tons of business owners and hearing their story. And so I care a lot about the listeners and the things that they go through every day just to make sure they're paying for their buildings, they're paying their staff, they're profitable on their jobs because the average person doesn't get to experience that like an owner does. And so I watched my parents grow their company. They ended up locking arms uh, when I was in late high school with a PEO 
that uh, helped them in many, many ways, but they started with a strategic plan to say, where are you guys at now? Where are you trying to get to? And then how can we help you accomplish that? So that was, that was how it got started. And I watched it through college and then had the opportunity to jump in uh, when I graduated. And I just have the utmost respect again for businesses and what it takes to scale. That's awesome. That's what a, what a cool kind of American story. And um, I often say, you know, uh, best employees are, are made in bed. Uh, Jake, you might want to edit that out later. We'll see. Um, but your kids, you know, growing up in an entrepreneurial family like that, you yeah. get to see things that a lot of people don't. And especially those of us who are not employers. And the good thing is most of our listeners are employers of small businesses, managers, leaders. Um, and so first of all, your insight into small businesses is important. First question I'm going to ask you, um, and again, those of you that are just now waking up or, or listening or, or piping in, um, the way the PEO works, and I've used them before when I ran shops, yep. um, is they work alongside of you to help you make sure your processes are in place. So the kind of the main categories that I know of, and then Eli's going to correct me, is payroll. That's a big one. Yep. It's a pain for all of us. Are you getting it right? Are you doing it correctly? Are you allocating it correctly? Second one that was huge for us was the employee handbook. Is it written well? Is it set up well? Um, is it done in such a way that is going to um, protect your business and protect your employees? Um, and then lastly, um, and most importantly to me, safety, best practices, things like that. So not all PEOs do all of it. Not all of them specialize in all of it. We're going to dive into some of that today. But first, let's talk about employer flexible. Yeah. Um, so, and let's talk about you all. So um, what are the biggest mistakes and what are the biggest reasons we would need a PEO? Yeah, I'm going to say my answer, and it's something probably everybody uh, experiences. The average business owner just does too much. They try to do it all. And I would probably do the same thing because when when you're in that spot and you started something and you put your capital on the line and your time and your energy and your vision, at some point, there's a critical point where you need to relinquish that. But it's not like all of a sudden you know, Tuesday of May, 2022, or whatever the date is, you're like, oh, that's the day I'm going to relinquish control. It's something you have to arrive at in concept. And I'm ready to graduate out of doing everything into having someone else help me in that, that area. So the question that we always like to ask is, or, you know, what, what are you trying to do in increasing your capacity? What capacity do you need to scale? What are you trying to get off your plate? What are you good at? What do you not like doing? And so that's just a conversation with business owners to find out how they tick and where they're trying to get. Because if you're trying to get to 10 employees and you want to be able to golf every day while the projects are going great, that's that's a good goal. Or if you're like, I want to be able to uh, scale something so I can have something valuable to sell or give away and I have a five-year goal. Okay, well, that's good to know. We know the target. So for me, I want to know with business owners how we can help increase their capacity, but that looks so different. And some people are trying to find time for something. So that's where the PEO model comes in because there's really there's really three options in my mind for a business owner. They handle all those duties. And a lot of people do that and there's nothing wrong with that, but something will give, whether it's their, their own health or a project that they could have won uh, and increased revenue doesn't get awarded because they're doing something that's not a revenue stream of the company. Number two is they hire that and we are going to talk labor at some point and what a crazy time we live in from a real estate you know, uh, inflation standpoint to people not being able to move into these markets where there are good jobs being offered, but they can't afford it now uh, to, you know, name the topic on the, the labor category. So you hire it though, that's an option uh, or option three, which a lot of people don't even know about. And it's that outsource model to say, okay, for a third, the price sometimes of what it'd be to have a full-time employee, you can have your payroll just seamless. You can have the entire employee life cycle 
uh, captured well. You can have a technology platform to see pay stubs and uh, W-2 and uh, PTO accrual and all those types of things. Your employee handbook that sometimes people forget to even give to a new hire because they're like, I need you on the job, get out the door. That actually gets captured in their onboarding process. So there's so much, uh, I think, good in terms of option three. But our job uh, just in that space is to help people know that is an option. You don't have to do it all on your own and get crushed. And you don't have to hire it always internally, but both are good options. Right. Wow. That's uh, that's really good perspective because I think so often um, when we're doing consulting or even our clients over on the big clip side of the house, the question is, have you sat down and written out what can you even outsource? And let's be honest, you can't outsource a great painter, right? You're not going to outsource your key core competency, the thing that makes your business tick and not to belittle HR, but if you can outsource something, and it pays for itself. Um, why wouldn't you, yeah. right? So, um, and I want to make it clear: this is not a sale for employer flexible. No, this is a, a discussion I around agree. labor efficiency, around what does PEO offer. And we encourage all of you out there: research your the PEO is going to fit your business. Now, I'm going to plug employer flexible because they have that local touch. They have everything that I've enjoyed, the tools. That's why Eli's here, right? But for all of you out there, we want you to think about a bigger picture here. What can be outsourced? Assuming we subscribe to that, let's talk about these next one. We're going to talk about areas where a PEO can save your ass, can save you some money. So let's talk about like, what are the pros and cons of this outsource? What's that net reward for us business owners? So first thing I'm going to ask you, what would you say is the biggest profitable value add in having a PEO, like by maybe category, what you see, and maybe that comes in line with what mistakes we talked about this a couple of days ago. What big mistakes do employees, employers make trying to do it on their own? Yeah. So I've spent the better part of twelve years in the PEO space, and again, I I've gotten to have the privilege of doing this with guys like Jim and others that have started businesses, and just ask them, uh, tell me your story, and be, and I enjoy doing that because a lot of people that are business owners don't get asked that because they're putting out fires every single day. And so I think the biggest to your first question to make sure I understood it, that some of the biggest, I think, returns on the investment, I think that there are a lot of non-productive administrative pieces of a business. And so, you know, maybe it's doing your payables, maybe it's handling uh, your credit card reconciliation or whatever your receivables and all that. So it's an accounting function you're not making money when you're doing that, but you know where your money's going in and out. That's a great thing, but that's a function, right? That could be outsourced potentially or hired so that you're not doing it. That same concept can be taken into the PEO world because I, if I'm a painter or I'm a builder and I know that I can go sell a custom home and it's a, you know, even like in Missoula right now, say a $900,000 house. And I know what my returns are going to be on that. So do I want to be hiring staff, training them and executing that uh, project or do I want to be focused a couple hours a week on payroll or working through a conflict mediation on an employee that I, I don't do that frequency, you know, like an HR person would that's on your team. I mean, they have the, the, the advantage of a PEO is you have, say, an HR resource. They have countless clients that they're assisting. So they're learning from that oil company and that convenience store and that golf course and that builder and they bring it to your, your shop. That's a huge advantage as opposed to you. You had three encounters with employee grievances in a year. And all of a sudden, you got to be an expert in something that you have no idea what you're doing. It would be the same as me saying, I'm going to paint my house. I've never done it, right? There's there's experts in that field. I should leverage that. Yeah, that's really good insight. I uh, I, I think what Eli, Eli just said is really powerful, everybody. I think um, 
take some time, you know, uh, grab a beer on the weekend, watching a game or something, just write out the things in your business that maybe you're not great at, you know, and that's something that is really a good exercise because what are you great at? And I, I challenge the listeners and I challenge us together, all of us, um, just let your winners ride, like do the things you can do really well. And then imagine what your business looks like. If you're focusing on those competencies, would that increase productivity help pay a PEO? Right. Secondly, um, if things go south, which let's be honest, everyone on this podcast, when you're in the trades, sometimes, you know, people can get hurt. Things can happen with employees. Um, there's two things that a business mentor of mine told me one time, you don't mess with an employee's pride and you don't mess with their paycheck. Yep. And he has some of the <laughs> best retention I've ever seen. Yep. And he runs an amazing company. Well, those are the two things a PEO will save you on. Pride, meaning what is the handbook? What are the expectations? What are um, what do they come to expect? And then their paycheck. If you miss one paycheck because you've been busy, nothing hurts your team more. There's nothing that irks me more than if you mess up someone's paycheck. Don't pay them what you tell them you're going to pay them um, and or do it in a non-timely fashion. So um, from my experience as a PEO customer, um, having that payroll help, having it checked, um, having it sent out, having it ready to go, that even if I'm on a vacation, I forget just knowing it's going to get out the door. You got someone else to remember. That was very big. Secondly, um, things happen with employees. So I'll talk about that a little bit because for me, payroll is important, but let's talk about what's really important. The hiring process the firing process, write-ups, the laws around those. Tell me, and I'm, without getting into too many disasters, tell me some of the biggest challenges that small businesses run into in today's labor market and the sensitivities of today that a PEO could really help a small business. Yeah. So let's talk about that employee management hiring and what the PEO does in that capacity. Yeah. Well, the first thing that I'll hit on is for a lot of the listeners, they're here in Montana. And then beyond that, they're going to be in Wyoming or Idaho, and you might have staff in both. Uh, spots, uh, say Montana, and then across the border in Idaho, completely different labor laws, completely different ability to hire and fire and things of that nature. Uh, I think because I'm an employee of a great organization, uh, the staff that you hire matter a lot because they're representing your brand and people matter. And so how we handle that experience of a new person being added to our personnel, it just, it does matter. So that whole life cycle of, okay, the onboarding experience, that should reflect your brand. And what you want, if, if they're important to you, then you should have given thought to that piece, right? Um, and if the wage they're paying is important to them, well, then everything should be captured accordingly. Their benefits set up correctly, their, their W-4. And there's a lot of little touch points along that way. Even I, my, my wife and I have four kids, so I've got four dependents. I've had situations where I've not gotten two of them covered because of a system error. And that was a human error. Well, the technology from an onboarding experience should capture that. I would like Micah and Bo to have dental and health benefits, right? And so things of that nature, I think just on the actual onboarding experience matter. But then on like the, the um, uh, employee piece from a retention standpoint, there is a, uh, an element of what do we need to do to make sure we have golden handcuffs? So you talked about the pride um, of, you know, don't hurt their pride and don't mess up their payroll. I completely agree with that. Um, but then what else can we do? Can we put things in place like a, a great 401k? Can we get some benefits that maybe... Um, because of the buying power of the PEO ecosystem, we can get access to, which stand alone on our own, we couldn't. Um, and then you actually play it forward to that day where you do need to uh, make a termination. I, I have a friend right now uh, walking through creating an operating agreement for his company. Well, he's never done that before. And so he can do it on his own or he can lean on um, one of his uh, legal resources 
They do that every day. That's worth 500 bucks, 1,000 bucks, however much it's gonna cost to get additional eyes on it. The same would be how you're gonna handle a termination of an employee. I think we've always said, I wanna bless people out the door because I wanna find them the right spot. If they're not happy here, let's, let's just have a logical and uh, healthy conversation about how we steer them into their next awesome employment opportunity if it's not where we're at. But there are some nuances depending on the state where you reside. Do we have permission to do that right now? Do we need additional documentation? Do we need a, a write-up followed by a second write-up followed by a meeting with the leadership team and that employee? And then we can do the termination. There's a lot there. And laws change year to year based upon um, st uh, state statutes that have happened. And so I would just say, if I'm an owner and I'm about to make that decision, just like my buddy going to his attorney to get some extra advice, I'd probably go to my HR resource to get some additional advice so I know if I'm going to make that decision, I can sleep easy with it for me and for that employee. Uh, so what you're saying is a lot of us might just be doing it wrong and not even know. Oh, for sure. I think for sure. And you know, that works for, you know, um, our listeners though, we're all about luck, right? All of us, we got <laughs> lucky getting the company going, right? You're, you're, you're out slinging your brushes, you're putting in windows. I'm telling you all, um, it's, it's cheap and free until it's not. And so I not trying to scare you, but if you're driving around right now and you're thinking to yourself, Oh my gosh, like I've never considered a PEO. Well, consider what happens when you get that one bad egg, when that uh, employee does have a hard time, when you didn't follow your process and they are in every right. What does that cost you? Yeah. Um, workers comp. What does that cost you? Um, like we just talked about benefits. If you're not, if you're thinking about providing benefits, but can't afford it, why wouldn't you reach out to a PEO to see where maybe they could save you some money? And I'll tell you for us, we weren't a big enough company to really get any kind of buying power, but we were um, big enough that they expect to have benefits. And I remember that was a big power of the PEO we used at the time. And um, they've worked with us for years. In fact, I'll, I'll call her out by name. I don't think you remember. There's a, a lady named Amish that helped me through a lot of years of, of when we needed to hire someone, she yep. helped us out. When we needed to write someone up, she, she coached me through what to say. And someone who talks a lot literally has a podcast. I have a foot <laughs> mouth syndrome. Yeah. And when you're going to let someone go, it's also important to have clear messaging. And so um, I really encourage you all. I couldn't imagine having employees without a PEO um, because it's just a, it's, it's hard. It's hard yeah. to imagine. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I don't mean this in just a, uh, a, a geeky way. I mean, I, yeah, I'm in the PEO space. So I, I believe in the model, but I, I am so pro business owner because the, the entrepreneur is a different breed of person. And I, I probably am more entrepreneurial than I am entrepreneurial. Like I can work within a business and really enjoy it. But those types of guys that really need to be in charge of their organization, they've learned that about themselves. And so it's a different type of personality, a different type of mindset. And so just like for my folks, I want to figure out how we get resources to those people. They're the ones building hotels in downtown Missoula. They're the ones creating new businesses that create jobs that allow for people to be able to buy their homes. And there's such this ripple effect of their healthy decisions. And then unfortunately, sometimes they're unhealthy decisions. And so um, I, if there's more tools that we can put in people's uh, toolkit, like those guys that are the movers and shakers of a community, not that they're more important. I just have seen it. And I'm like, man, I, I admire that type of person. Yeah. Well, and that's a really good point. And let, let's talk about the little fringe benefits too. We all forget birthdays, you know, and not all of our technicians are even on Facebook or have the sure. typed in the correct birthday, you know? So um, that's something I really loved about a PEO. Yeah. I still love about our PEO is that we get a reminder. These are the birthdays. These are when they are. I mean, there's little ways you can leverage that technology to remember things. Um, having, let's talk about a little bit about the technology the PEOs bring yeah. in that's kind of new because mm -hmm. some people in our podcast listeners 
pool. You might've used one back in the day. Things have changed, everybody. Like there's um, all sorts of resources. Let's talk about uh, two kind of things. The first thing is going to be around the technology. And then we're going to travel on to kind of cost and picking the right PEO. So first, let's talk about technology. Tell me how that has helped you as a PEO to help us as a small business. What can we expect when we step into that relationship? What kind of tools do we get? Yeah, I think so. Uh, in my first chapter of, of work-life experience, uh, there was a, a technology that was real static. And so the business owner wasn't able to actually make a lot of changes to the system. They had to communicate to their points of contact to say, hey, Eli's getting a, a pay rate change from 15 bucks to 18 bucks an hour. He couldn't do that on his own. But the reality is so much of the world has changed and expected that because of awesome things like the Amazons and the American Express is the people that have great technology. So there's some really good PEOs out there that have uh, created those systems. Um, and that would be bare bones. You would like that. Uh, mm -hmm. Employer flexible it certainly has that where you can make those changes and not be reliant on the staff member on the other side. Mm -hmm. So that would be, I think, critical point number one. Well, and as an owner for us, uh, how many times do our employees be like, can I, can I get my pay stub from like last week? And you're yeah. like, oh, I got to get back to the office. Employees can also then access and they can pull their own reports. They can pull their tax reports, et cetera. And that's really helpful. At least it was for us. Yeah. Um, they have their own portal to log in. They can, they can update things, et cetera. They can see write-ups. And so different POs have different technology, but it's important you know, to really look at what that, that is. Um, so really good point. Secondly, let's talk about picking the right PEO. Again, we're not here to promote any, but yeah. Employer Flexible is the best there is. <laughs> um, but if you're looking for some other ones or you're kind of shopping around and you want to do your diligence, um, pretend you don't work at Employer Flexible. What would you tell a business owner? If I'm like, I'm thinking about going down this route, what do I look for? What do I shop for? Yeah, I just heard this uh, from a, a good friend of mine that I work with. And uh, one of the fastest growing PEOs in the country is one that doesn't have any sales staff at all. They, they are com completely a technology play. And, um, and it's the, the technology and the portal that you get access to. And so it's the experience of that solution for the organization that they're selling. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. There's others that are a hybrid, that are a, a good technology play. Um, but then you have some resources to call to say, hey, I'm Jim, e Jim Evans and I've got an uh, um, employee uh, situation I want to walk through. Can you hold my hand through it even though you're remote somewhere else? Mm -hmm. That's a great option. And then there's another option even that's more boots on the ground where that person can come and walk the halls of the company, uh, be a, an extension of the team, but it really is the flavor of the organization. And every business owner needs to find that. I'm probably more the boots on the ground type of approach because just like this, I'm we're doing a podcast, which we could have done uh, virtually, but I like being here. I like being in person. I like people. And so I probably lean towards, a, I'd like to see the staff members at some point. I'd like to have a safety rep walk my construction site or walk my job site and help me with that. If I'm going to do a employee uh, mediation, I'd, I'd like the employee there, myself there, and this HR resource who's an expert. But that's that's all at the discretion of the kind of the personality of the organization, which is set. The tone of that is set by the leader himself or herself, the business owner uh, running that. So what you're saying is employer flexible can install glass for me asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go that um, far. Guys, <laughs> yeah, but no. Is there a PEO out there asking for a friend that can do all the labor for us because we can't <laughs> seem to find anyone. I, let me know where they are. All right. Yeah. That's good. Uh, no, that's a really good point. And, and for each of you out there, you might not need all of it. Some of you might just 
need, maybe you have a spouse who's great at HR, you just need payroll. Um, shop to find the programs that fit you and the company that fits you. Um, but now let's talk about employer flexible. What makes employer flexible different? What does, what are some of your um, prize features? I obviously know you're really cool dudes and I'm sure everyone, but I know you Thanks. and Logan and Larry, and, and I, I really appreciate everybody that's involved in employer flexible is the people. Yeah. Let's talk about the organization. What else can, other than just great people, what else can they come to expect from your company? Yeah. You know, one of the things I've really come to appreciate as I've gotten even just a little bit older is just that uh, element of follow through. And so uh, maybe it's just because we're Montanans, maybe it's, uh, I don't know how you and I were raised, but I mean, if you're going to do something and you say you're going to do it, then you need to do it. And if you can't do it, you need to communicate that the deadline has changed. And it's such a small thing, but I think Employer Flexible does that really well and they communicate effectively. They set healthy uh, expectations and they're disciplined in that they know who their client is and who it isn't. One of the things that's really important um, from a philosophy standpoint from an organization is you either are pro, I can see me getting rid of these services that I'm currently doing and trusting somebody else, or I'm not, I'm more of a control type of person and there's nothing wrong with that, but you should know that about yourself. So if you're gonna outsource some things or use a company as an extension of your own organization, you need to trust because that's what they do for a living. Just like I wanna trust your, your listener audience to come and paint my house on the outside or the inside and do a great job and not be following you around every room to see how you're doing or that I could be doing it better. So there is this, okay, we just, we need to figure out early on, we, we don't align, we would drive you nuts. It's not a, a you issue, it's an us issue. And so we wanna be hands-on if a client wants us to, we wanna walk the halls of their business, we wanna sit on quarterly meetings and help with strategy sessions if they want, because that's what an internal uh, employee would do. But it, that that's developed over time in the relationship with the client as well. Um, that might work for the first six months and the second part of the year, it's not needed. But that's we want to communicate what do you need and we want to hit those expectations. And then when it changes, let us know. That's awesome. Uh, the ability to qualify your customer, qualify those relationships. And um, so um, fantastic. I uh, For those of you listening, um, you I'm going to ask Eli, where do people go if they're not on you know, the internet or looking on YouTube. If it's YouTube, if it's any of our channels, the link will be in the description. Go ahead and click on it and find your way to Employer Flexible. At least check them out. Give yeah. them a look. Yeah, um, but for anyone who's just listening in a van, old fashioned, doesn't believe in internet, um, where do they go to find you? Yeah, you can. Uh, uh, we're in, in the midst of setting up our office right now, but you can call us uh, on my cell phone, which is uh, 406-208-7030. I, I love talking business. I uh, had five-hour road trip up here today. And I was on the phone the entire time just chatting with lots of different people in lots of different industries. Some are going to be our clients. Some are just people that are part of our network. Some are family. I just, I enjoy it. And so even just hearing the story of your listeners of where they're at currently, where they're trying to get, and then fielding questions. We've had people we've met with for five years that we've only been a cheerleader for and given them some good advice and they're becoming clients right now. We enjoy that. So we have kind of begin with the end in mind, a long-term vision of this. And what goes around comes around. Montana's one giant community. And so we, we want to handle relationships well, but um, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Wow. I mean, how bold. You put your cell phone out there. There you go. For real. Call me. You know which PO I'm choosing. So um, on that note, you know, I, uh, I just want to kind of wrap up with the, the theme of this that I hope you all take away is that the parts of our business where people can do it as well as we do the best parts of our business 
get ready, let them do that. Mm -hmm. Let the winners ride. Um, for a lot of our, our user base and listeners here, service station, for example, they often think we're pompous when I'm like, we will sell your glass better than you ever can. That doesn't mean we're great. It means we do so much of it. We've learned how. Yeah. They would be just as good as us if they took 4,000 phone calls a week. Yeah. Right. But they, but that's where um, I can compensate that. Let us do that domain. Now we're not going to go put it in. We won't put it in correctly. Right. So really uh, the summary of this is find those areas of your business where others can take it from you and do it better than you can. Um, whether that's service station, PEO, you know, bid clips, automate what you can automate. And I think Absolutely. if we do that, we might find ourselves instead of crazy busy, better busy working on the things that matter taking care of our customers taking care of our employees that's all that really matters yeah and, and being with our guys in the field not back in our office trying to figure out payrolls well in my in my final comment just because of what you said would be i have a great friend that i think is way smarter than i am way wiser certainly um and he just he says it is 10 times easier to grow a strength than it is to grow a weakness and i love that because in order to do that you have to kind of know yourself and in order to then realize what your strengths are, you probably have to say no to some areas where you're spending time that's just not in your wheelhouse. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if we're going to increase capacity for the things that matter, it means probably something needs to be shelved over here so your energies can be put towards whatever that is that's a motivator for you. But certainly in any industry or any organization, it's growing your top line revenue. So how do we do that more? while freeing you up to do what you are best at as the executive of your team. Yeah. Most of our um, listeners and most of our BidClips clients are described as entrepreneurs who built our business saying yes. The key to then getting to that next level is to say no to the right things so you can say yes to the right things. And so um, Eli just hit the, the nail on the head. We have got to get to that next level by understanding what do we do great. Otherwise, you'll get we will get trapped in the chaos and we'll stay. So I hope um, that today you all got something to take away from. Um, uh, to think about a PEO seriously. I think it's mandatory personally in our industry, safety, et cetera. Um, start outsourcing the things you can outsource, whether yeah. that's technology, PEOs, um, remote workers, virtual workers. We're going to talk about that later. Some of our clients that are just doing great things with virtual workers. So we have a lot of cool rollcasts coming up. We've got a lot of cool podcasts coming up in all different categories. Today, I was so pumped to have Eli. I'm sure we'll have him back. Um, really great people. So um, thanks, everybody. Uh, don't uh, hesitate to message us if you have questions, if you think the show's terrible or great or wonderful improvement. We love the feedback. This show is for all of you. Certainly not for us. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Be safe out there. Smile, listen, and take care of people. This is Today's Trades.